Welcome to Our Back Travel. This is the podcast for advice and inspiration for planning trips to theme park attractions all around the world. Joining me today are my good friends. Hey, I'm Matt, and I'm always going down like Valkyria. Hi, I'm JV, and I'm fresh out of rehab, just like Boulder. <laughs> and of course, I'm Stu, and I'm just like that old puffer, Alyssa Bag Banana. <laughs> Well, we make this podcast for you. So if you have any theme park trip questions or new advice, contact us for our socials. Get involved. We are out on Back Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and out and Back Travel on Twitter. Get involved. Get involved like Europa Park gets involved with copyright striking anybody that shares their new roller coaster animation. Had that in my What's inbox that this week. About? Yeah. What is that about? <laughs> well, you know, some of us thought it'd be funny to um at the turntable to um, Total Eclipse of the Heart, you know, turn around bright eyes. <laughs> God, I forgot that was you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, here at the park, we're not happy. And they sent me this lovely message saying, take that down. How dare you share our copyrighted material. So uh, oh, yes. No. So we would talk like... about the awesome roller coaster, but because, you know, they've been uh, old sports sports, they can go <laughs> themselves. <laughs> Well, there goes our free tickets. Cheers, Stu. Cheers, Stu. Well, it's already out the window, isn't it? Because I've got the copyright strike. Have we seen Voltron? What do we think of it? You haven't seen it, have you? I I have seen it. I I just thought James was going first. I didn't know. (laughs) What do you think of it, Matt? Uh, I think it looks really good. Um, I liked the animation. Uh, The turntable, yeah, it looks fine. It's better with the music. it looks pretty nippy, I think. It, but there's always a reason to go to Europa Park, and to have one more is a good thing. Yeah, uh, similar sentiments, to be honest. I, I, it kind of came out of nowhere for me on my Twitter feed. Uh, and, um, yeah, I really liked it. And then when the turntable bit happened, I thought that was the station. <laughs> it was anyway carried on. I was like, oh, this is different. <laughs> and then... <laughs> But yeah, it looks really interesting. And like, you know, Europa always do like a, a nice theming job on it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Uh, see how it interacts with the theming elements. It looks so well presented, the whole area. And like to say, Europa Park definitely really stepped up the game in terms of theming, especially Rolantica. It just looks, mm. I don't believe that place is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it's a complete dream to me, but we won't talk about that. No, legally we can't. Um, <laughs> it's a animation. It's not a real POV. Not been on the ride. We don't know what it's like until we actually ride it. But from riding Lost Gravity, the little tiny hump after the first drop of Lost Gravity is like the most ridiculous ejector time moment I've probably ever experienced. And this ride has like about what three or four of them. So it looks amazing. I can't wait. I'm sure it'll be amazing. It's just nice to see another like big dipper getting built. Like as you say, Lost Gravity was a real kind of a surprise hit in a way. It's like I, I kind of I like those kind of compact coasters to start with, but as you say, it was just those little surprise elements of it that really made it above and beyond. Yep, we all love a big dipper. So <laughs> um I, I noticed something like just Ever society minor popped up on 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 the internet about um a, a really small event. I think we we might have spoken about it before. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Has anyone heard of it? Oh, that sounds familiar. 
just a little bit. I mean, as I'm looking over to the vast array of merchandise over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halloween Horror Nights obviously been announced. It is usually, this is the pattern for the past couple of years, obviously minus the, the COVID times, but um, you usually see an announcement late March, obviously, so that's right on time here. Um, where they announced pretty much nothing. Although this year we do have a hand to announce because they announced one straight after the events. We know Chucky is definitely confirmed and coming. So this time, just a little merchandise drop and the dates have been revealed and you can buy single day tickets. The multi-day tickets will come later and it will be much closer to the event. So you're probably looking around a month out from the event. This is the usual pattern of when they will drop the multi-day tickets. So anyone that likes to plan um, and obviously like Jay this year who is definitely going will just be sweating each and every week when they announce something else about the event but the multi-day tickets don't go on sale until right up until the end so if you are thinking of going do not buy a single night ticket it is a complete waste of money um, multi-night tickets will cost you probably less than two visits and um, you, you can't do the event in one night it's just absolutely as hard as you try and do it one night you need a couple of days at least to experience it all so wait for those multi-day tickets and it's probably going to be cheaper than um, some of the, the single night tickets. Um, also, though, they do they have released the RIP tours and they're the, the best special VIP tours. They're groups of six to ten people. You get taken around the event with a tour guide and they literally take you right to the entrance of the houses. So it's like super express pass. So it's, it's a good way if you only get one day. Now you've just hit the nail on the head because we've got a couple of friends who have just come out and almost like the the greatest hits tour is what i'm calling it uh, that just wants to do five maybe six nights um out with us coming during the first week and say well cool you might be able to get a bit of halloween horror night we're obviously doing bush and sea world and then volcano bay at some point um but i was just pricing up to see whether it'd be cheaper for them to get like just two like night tickets with Express Pass, and, and literally it was, it was $20 difference. It was $20 more, and you can get the the full two-week pass that we got um, yeah. last year. I, f- I forget the name of it. Russia Fear, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and as you've just said, like, yeah, that doesn't come out until July, so i just got to sit and sweat. But, um, yeah. but yeah, like the, the, the tours for the actual behind the screams are available as well. So they're, they're interesting. We did the sixth house tour last year, um, and that was that was pretty awesome, and um, just might have put that on my card the day before yesterday, and that was a, a very nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good point. Obviously, I didn't, I wasn't planning to go last year. I went pretty much the week before. <laughs> I was like, let's go next week. So obviously the. The, uh, if you wait until the event, that if you want to do a masking the horror, which is the behind this is true, it will sell out. So if you are going this year, even though you can't book your actual event tickets yet, because those multi nights are on sale, you can book the behind the scenes and do book that because that will sell out. Um, it's much better value to do the six house rather than three house because it's not that much more really. It's maybe thirty pounds more to do the extra. Or it's basically double the the length of your tour, but um, obviously this is. Um, a tour during the daytime so you're going to have to sacrifice a park day really because it pretty much does go on all day um you will um basically see the houses with the lights on which is just the work that goes into creating the sets and they'll tell you all the backstories about every inch of what they put in there 
It's absolutely phenomenal. I, I did it back in 2009, that's all. And um, we basically, after we did it, we had to kind of sit down for a couple of hours because we just couldn't <laughs> do anything else. It was so overwhelmingly amazing. It's like, <laughs> I can't function. We can't function. <laughs> it's just, as you said, it's like, it is the amount of levels of detail that goes into it. It's like, it, that also mazes on, even as just a complete newbie, which I was last year, it was amazing, but then to then spend six hours <laughs> walking around in the hottest day possible, but like being told all the stories and where it came from, the creative decisions that went behind it, and this idea came about, but this was like decided against, and it was really informative. And the guy that was doing our talk, I'm I'm absolutely gutted. I can't remember his name. He's like he's been doing them for like about twelve years, fifteen years. And he absolutely loves doing it. And you could tell because literally he was gagging for people to ask him questions. He was like, I'm not going to tell you because I know so much. I'm not going to baffle you with everything. But if you see something, you want to know anything about it, let me know. And it was just like, we were going through like this really innocuous part of, um, I can't even remember. Oh, Hellbrock, which last year everyone was a little bit negative about. But then he starts explaining and pointing bits out. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And then when we went through it again, because you knew all of that and you knew, like, the backstory, you knew what you were looking at, it just made it, like, ten times better. And when we would come out and people were like, oh, that was a little bit, like, not as what they were expecting, we were like, oh, yeah, but did you know, like, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, it was really, it, was, it just took it to another level. It was really nice that we kind of did it just after the halfway point so we've done a couple of nights without knowing it all and then going through knowing a lot more just made the whole experience like 10 times better yeah that's a really good point in terms of when to put if you are going to do a mask and horror when to place it in your trip i think like halfway through is a good point you obviously don't want to do it right at the start because obviously it will ruin all the houses because you're going to see where the monsters are going to come from <laughs> so yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um. Definitely have a couple of nights at the event before you go to the Masculine Horror. At least, so at least you, you kind of done them fresh. But again, don't leave it too late because you want to enjoy that extra level of detail that you've kind of got by kind of absorbing all that amazing information from the tour. Can I just say Hellblock? I absolutely loved. So obviously, I have not been to Halloween Horror Nights since two thousand and nine. Um. So I've had quite a, a break, and last year was my first time back after that thirteen year gap. Hellblock to me again. I'd watched all the POVs, so I didn't think I was going. <laughs> so I spoiled the event for myself. Um, but Hellblock to me felt like old Halloween Horror Nights. But we were in it. We just like, oh, I had, that hadn't come across in watching the the POVs and the videos. It had a really good kind of um, old school feeling, and absolutely like when you kind of went into. I was a, there was a bit of a gap between us and the people in front. And when you get that in Halloween Horror Nights, because it is obviously usually a conga line and uh, we we're going through into each of the rooms and as we were going into each room I was timing getting blasted with smoke so I couldn't see it I couldn't see a thing it was absolutely terrifying it scared the shit out of me and they were getting me from both sides it was really yeah. really horrific I think we got it at a point where maybe both casts were in next we didn't see that many scare actors in any subsequent runs through as that first time through it was absolutely horrific 
They, they made me their bitch. <laughs> I love that. I think we had a similar experience with Legends because, like, we <gasps> genuinely loved that it. House. It was so good. Like, Best house the, ever. Like, the trickery that goes on in there is so clever. And, like, there's one particular part where there's one actor but he appears in seven different places due to mirrors and Pepper's ghost. And I, I, the geek in me was just thoroughly loving that and being able to actually go behind the glass and do it myself and see how I, in the space of literally six foot, there were six different placements that you could stand in and he'd appear in different parts of the room, behind you, in front of you, to the side. And literally he's just in this tiny little six foot corridor. It was just... I mean, like a real strong piece of work. But that was obviously during the behind the scenes tour. Then when, the run that we did after that tour, we were really worried because we loved that maze anyway. But knowing all of it, and obviously we'd seen all the boo holes and everything, it just blew us away. Like I definitely, as you've just said, I think both casts must have been doing a changeover or something because we got hit so many times i i was like I'm, I'm a screaming girl anyway as we all know i love it and i say i literally screamed all the way through that maze and i was just like that was amazing it was so good um yeah awesome maze anybody see anything else on the internet that piques I've their interest a, i've heard there's a a pretty impressive roller coaster being built and tested in france at the moment Ooh. have you seen it Yes, and my lips are very aroused by this. Um... <laughs> Both of them, or two of Just them. the left one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but I, I missed the punchline. <laughs> yes, two titties. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of two titties, guys? Oh, it I looks it. incredible. The, the launch looks so quick, especially with the, the bumps in it as well. I think that's going to be absolutely crazy to ride. That whole thing um, looks a lot faster than, than what I thought it was going to be, especially when you see, we've obviously already seen Pantheon in, um, over in Williamsburg. This is a lot faster than Pantheon. <laughs> so It's not yeah, around, is it? I'll be honest with you. It, it was one of those coasts that was way under my radar. I wasn't really paying much attention to it. Uh, maybe because, you know, as I have said on previous podcasts, Stu's a bad friend and hasn't taken me to Asterix and uh, all the years I've asked. We've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> You've just been waiting for two tits on the horizon. Yeah, yes. mm. <laughs> we're, we're homosexual men, that's not what we say. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. When so in France. When, it, uh, when in France. Uh, <laughs> in France. We, we, but the August. Anyway. Why am I? We're going to get striked by Disney next. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving back on to the topic of roller coasters, um, yeah, when that video came about, I was like, "Is this sped up?" And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, it's not. It proper flies." I'm really like, it's definitely someone I've got to try and get out there. Obviously, Matt, you've been obsessed with that first element for about a year now, um, if if not more. Um, what do you think um, seeing it on the ride through? I'll be honest, 
I didn't realise it was the first element. For some reason, I, I thought it was somewhere around the track. So when it went over it as slow as it did, part of me was actually relieved. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I built it up to be something that was going to be horrific, like towards the end of the run. <laughs> so yeah, no, it looks really cool. I'm really excited to get out there. It's definitely got a lot of um, off-axis airtime, uh, very rmc inspired um, route but obviously this was announced like absolutely years ago wasn't it it probably was announced before Panvi and it's just uh it's taken a while for them to actually build it so um it's been a long time coming and I'm going to be excited to finally get to Park Asterix um Paris is not a cheap place to fly to especially so it looks like we're probably going to be driving this one so um because some household has two stupid electric cars <laughs> might be um <laughs> we'll set off now and we'll get there in by the time the ride opens. <laughs> just needs one of those dinosaur burning engines. I, I, I believe they're a thing these days. Yeah, should that, shouldn't we? You, yeah. you can borrow mine. I just don't want to drive it. I'll be terrified. I can't drive a stick, Matt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Contrary to what you might believe. <laughs> yeah, I've heard otherwise. <laughs> I can, but I'm on the DVLA blacklist at the moment, so I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> does, it, does it matter in France? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> to be fair, in France, though, uh, the thing that I get me is the alcohol uh, blow test. <laughs> uh, I thought you'd be well, blowing, the wrong blowing thing. into <laughs> <laughs> That might get you off the fine. <laughs> oh, stop it. Why two tips? Oh, we got from your tunnel. Cheers, Jeff. <laughs> Anything to help. How do we bring a Bolton Manor? <laughs> Fair, we can talk about like because we obviously all went, didn't we? Did we get did we get a photo? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, I wasn't no, in the it's the one it's the one where I look miserable because I'm on I'm on a ten. <laughs> I'm so sorry about my sister. I was like, that person behind you looks miserable as sin. I was like, oh, that's Matt. <laughs> I was tired. It was going number 10. Can, can you Photoshop one where I look vaguely amused on top of okay, that? Yeah, one? yeah okay. and we'll put that in now. So I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alton Manor has opened. Oh, the community has gone bananas because it's some news. And when anything happens these days, like, you know, remember when Sick opened last year and everyone went, oh my God, top 10 roller coaster. And everyone got a bit kind of like crazy about things. Obviously, it has opened. It is really good. But um, don't overhype it. <laughs> Maybe Best start right in the UK. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. It is actually really good. I think what people need to remember is obviously it is a family ride. Yeah. There's, that's, that seems to be a lot of the feedback I've seen. is like, the kids love it, but for adults, it's not great. And it's like, it's not really made. It's not like saw the ride. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 supposed to be, <laughs> yeah. Like it's supposed to just be a bit creepy for adults and a little bit spooky. But ultimately, it's for kids. And I'd say, and I think it's a real solid redo. Like you know, you've got to remember, it, five months of work has gone into that, and the only criticism I'd say is I kind of wish they take. Can we follow Universe and Disney's book and just put a sign outside saying it's under technical rehearsal? Because it's going to take a good month or two. It's, a, it's an old ride system that, you know, even in 1992 with different weights in it, 
it travels at different speeds. That's the nature of those powered rides. So it's going to hit sensors at different times. And if it's timed to effect, it's, it's going to react differently. But also on the flip side of that is like, it just kind of means that every ride's a little bit different. And I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, with some really nice effects. There's some like, you know, uh, there's no point remaking re the wheel. There's some of those kind of effects in there as well, which stand out. But then there's some really nice, just interesting bits that, like, you know, is a little bit of a different take on on the haunted house, and I really like that as well. I'm sure the guys that are involved in it are working around the clock still to try and just iron out those little kind of pinch points which happen with any dark ride. I I genuinely believe it is the best dark ride in the UK. I absolutely love Alton Manor. Um, I think the only close competition would be Wallace and Gromit or Hex. Um, I think. Yeah, I just think it's incredible. I think it's a brilliant retheme. Uh, I can't believe they've turned that round in five months. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think they've set a really good standard um, theming-wise. And not to mention the, the pre-show is such a good start to that ride. It's incredible. Old Manor is absolutely spectacular. Like you say, to turn that around in the short space of time is nothing short of incredible. Um, the what I think comes across for me is just the absolute love that has gone into that project. You can tell everybody working on that has really, really cared about it. And you can feel it. You can feel it in the attraction. There's so many details. Well, obviously, we went on it how many times, Matt? Like about 10 times? Yeah, 10, I think. Every time we went on it, I was seeing something new. And I think that's so important when you're doing attractions these days to have that repeatability is so key to really, really kind of good engaging rides. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to go on it again. It's perfect. It's absolutely incredible. The rides, the atmosphere, yes, I think, you know, it's spooky. I mean, Matt, was you were jumping like, you know, anything. <laughs> I, I, was st- I was still jumping on like the sixth or seventh lap and I knew where the <laughs> stuff were. was. It was. It was so good. Those cars are snug. So poor Matt between me and my my other equally as a larger husband, <laughs> poor little Matt squeezed between us. It was quite snug. <laughs> Feel him jumping away. Um, yeah, no, it is it is quite jumpy and spooky. So I know we said it was for kids, but really I, I think the adults would be scared of it as well. There's one particular new scene which is really fucking creepy and it's haunting my dreams. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> And can we talk about the ice cream unit outside? We've actually got themed food. How was your ice cream, Matt? Amazing. To be honest, when we went and ordered, I didn't really want one because I wasn't hungry, but I got one because it was new. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. The the only thing that was a problem is it's the witch's hat cone and you get a spoon, but it's really hard to eat with the spoon. So (laughs) if you're as stupid as me, you then eat a bit and then grab the cone, but the cone's covered in strawberry um sauce so it was quite a mess but it was very nice yeah i had a milkshake and it had like kind of biscuit crumb or something in it there's some kind of crumminess to it and the the texture trying to go up the paper straw was it was not great it was basically it just clogged so <laughs> so i could i could have done with a spoon but um the key was too long <laughs> what did i do <laughs> so so on your, i'll try and repeat it on my camera angle because so of where your camera cuts, all I could see when you were explaining it is you doing this. 
I mean, yeah, my ice cream. Man. What are you saying? <laughs> Coming up then, boys, we are going to Lissabon in like a few weeks' time. So I, I know the I know the rough route of the trip, because Stu sends us a guide of, of where we're going. But Stu does all of our trip planning. Ooh. And <laughs> and uh, we, we just get sent the prices, we send the money over and we just book. <laughs> you get the MPN application form, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know we're going to Copenhagen. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> Zoom in on someone else. Yeah. And I went to his office fully prepared. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to back in. So we're going to go ride Tornado, which is crazy. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, hopefully Boost Mode won't kill us. <laughs> we just killed Jay already. <laughs> so that, that'll be fun. Um, and then I think, are we get, we're getting a train, are we, to Sweden? Yes. Pete would be proud, yeah. We're all members of the European Roller Coaster Club because yeah, guess what? We're geeks. Spoiler alert if you haven't worked that out at this point. Um, but being a member of something like the European Roller Coaster Club means you get the opportunity to some really amazing kind of trips to places and maybe see a behind the scenes tour, uh, you know, have an extra ride session after the park closes. So we take over a ride and get to have the ride to just the club. This time, the ECC arranged to have a whole park to ourselves. <laughs> and not just a park, their brand new official hotel. So it's quite exciting. So we had to book this. We booked this back in January time or somewhere around then. We booked our places on this. We get the opportunity to stay in their brand new hotel and be the guinea pigs for them and obviously see how that goes. And uh, we're going to get some exclusive ride sessions and tours around the park. So it's absolutely going to be amazing. Now, to try and get to Gothenburg is a bit of a pain in the ass at the moment. The flights are quite expensive. So, um, obviously, my trip brain was like, why, why fly to Gothenburg when we can fly to Copenhagen and make the trip more complicated? That's what I do, I make the trips more complicated than they need to be. We could have just gone to Sweden, but no, let's start and end in Denmark. So, first of all, we're going, we're flying in out of Copenhagen. That saved around about 100 quid there. But I immediately spent that 100 quid <laughs> traveling on trains and, and going to other parks. But um, it's going to be awesome. Have you been to Backham before, Matt? Uh, yes, I've been. So we've all been to Backham. Yeah. We went to Backham. Um, Jay couldn't even grow a mustache. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the breaking on, um, on the uh, racing coaster. I think my spine uh, hasn't recovered from it. <laughs> Sadly, that's no longer. And in the park. Like that genuinely, that genuinely made the wild mouse a Blackpool look tame. <laughs> it's like, it. <laughs> Did you have the racing coaster, Matt? Or had it gone when you got there? Yeah, no, no, I went on it. It, it was kind of fun because it was, it was that kind of thrill where you're actually thinking, is this unsafe? Um, Did it have restraints fun. when you went on it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good that they they kept it that way. <laughs> is it? Yeah, because it's fun, isn't it? No restraints. That's, you know, yeah. that's the danger of I might fall out of this and die. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. I'm excited. I found that there is a back and beer tour where you can pay a set amount. It's around £20 and you get to have a beer in each of the nine bars at back in. <laughs> because so, a tornado um... <laughs> isn't bad enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know me going for an alcoholic beverage in a theme park is usually um, interesting. 
Well, last time we got drunk at back and then went in the fun house. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's a great oh, fun God. house, though, isn't it? it yeah. Is very... oh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to backing. We've not been for a long time. And Tivoli Gardens as well is going to be exciting. Not been to Tivoli for a good three years. So there's um, some, definitely some, some new things there. The only thing I'm sad about with Tivoli is when when I went, the they still had was it Vertigo, the big plane thing, and I I was just too scared to go on it at the time, and I probably would go on it now, but it's gone. We've not been while it's been there, so that's how long we've not been. <laughs> and then we've obviously got a couple of days at Lissabon with the ECC. What are we looking forward to getting on at Lissabon? Matt, you've never been to Lissabon before, have you? No, I'm very excited for Helix. Um. I'm excited for um, Loki. Is it the big gyro swing? I think yeah. that'd be insane. Um, Luna, I'm really excited to just see that, to see a... Is Atmosphere going to be on, on the cards, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm Genuinely, I'm, I'm having heart palpitations about that after the last time we went on it. Oh, God. It is a very scary drop tower. I mean, obviously, it's a very simple drop tower. It goes up and comes down, but it being on top of a bloody mountain is quite <laughs> scary <laughs> okay then so obviously the Elizabeth trip has sold out unfortunately but um do sign up for the ECC because they have lots of amazing trips coming up but if you were looking to go to Sweden so Mark who's a bigger friend of the show he's been on about five um, different trips that we've um, suggested so far god bless you Mark um please take us next time um, he's got a. He's asked us if we could plan a trip to Sweden, taking in Lissabon and Clamarden. Now, absolutely. If um, normally on paper, if we we're doing Lissabon, obviously we'd do the other parks in Sweden on the other side of Sweden. So if you go across towards Stockholm, you've got Clamarden and uh, Groenland. Because we're going in April, the parks are not open, so um, that's why we're doing Copenhagen this time. But um. Essentially, if you, that's a good tip, actually. If you're looking to visit any of the parks in Northern Europe, so anything in Denmark, Sweden, Finland, because of the climate, really, their season starts a lot later than what we're used to in more Central Europe, like um, UK, France, uh, Germany. Um, so um, if you really want to plan these trips, you're probably looking realistically end of May onwards. But So really June, July, even towards the end of August, they start to kind of go to reduced opening. So June, July is where you're going to get them open seven days a week. Uh, this week then, um, we're going to fly into Gothenburg and leave from Stockholm. So we're going to go across across Sweden. And we're not going to take a car. We're going to do it all by train and public transport. So our good friend Pete would absolutely love this trip. So uh, the flight's there with our good friends Ryanair. So it's getting into Gothenburg on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Lissabon is open that day from 11 a.m. till 10 p.m. Um, so again, you might miss a little bit of the start of the day, but it's obviously open late enough. And then in the week, it's only it opens at uh, three in the afternoon. So you're really not missing much of a day here by doing it on the Sunday. It's not much of a compromise. So I'd recommend you're going to have plenty of time to get everything. And obviously, it's a great park to be at in the evening when all the lights come on and the atmosphere kind of comes alive. Uh, Monday then, it's a kind of free day to travel to Stockholm. So the Stockholm train um, is leaving about 10.24 in the morning. It's getting in Stockholm at 1.30, so you don't have to be up too early. 
and also it's not too bad it's only three hours on the train so then you have the afternoon to explore the wonderful city of Stockholm there's some amazing attractions in Stockholm including one where you get um harnessed up and you go on the rooftops from the city hall and you go around a tour of the rooftops so that's a really that's something I've always wanted to do it looks amazing um Tuesday then we'll be doing Clamarden which is open 10 till 6 it's an hour and a half train from Stockholm to get to Clamarden and then a local bus which takes about 15 minutes and then back to Stockholm where we'll be staying and then Wednesday Groenland which is open from uh 10 until I've not put it in the thing it's open 10 till 10 at night I think how much does it cost well this is a good question so if you are thinking of going to um Scandinavia you need to budget a lot of money because um the hotel prices are not favorable you're gonna be paying at least 100 pound a night for a hotel room if not more so um I actually got the Lisseberg hotel for the night in Gothenburg so we're staying at Grand Curiosa and that came out at just under 60 pounds per person as always I make sure the rates are counselable uh, just in case the worst should happen the next two days in are staying in Stockholm and I've got the Clarion Collection Hotel Wellington. I've got this for £157 for two nights. Um, essentially in Stockholm, space is a premium. A lot of the hotel rooms don't have windows. So you can save yourself £20 by not having a window and maybe another £20 again by having something that's not cancelable. But I think at this point in life, pay the 20 quid and have have a window treat yourself we've stayed at the clarion collection in Gothenburg a lot which is not on this one but this is the Stockholm equivalent it's quite a nice set because you do get a breakfast which is a buffet and you also get like a kind of evening meal um buffet thing but it's not like a buffet meal meal is it Jay what's like a this kind of breads and cheeses and maybe some fries um yeah it, it's like, like a kind of snack dinner yeah, 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 it's like a light dinner is what I'd say. So, because me and Stu just eat fries and that's about it. It was perfect <laughs> for us. Um, but there was like, if I remember right, there was like a salad bar, as yeah. you say, continental bread sections that you'd normally find at like a German kind of continental breakfast kind of um, area. But uh, yeah, they, it, it was a light dinner option, which was good. At least it was included. Yeah, it's a nice little bonus. But when you pay this much for a hotel, it just takes a little bit of a sting out of it and you feel like you've been looked after a bit more. Now, on the final night, which is Wednesday, we're not staying at that hotel again. We're staying at a hotel at the airport because the flight comes back at 6.55 a.m., which means you have to be at the airport for at least 4.55 a.m. Um, a.m. but they would recommend you being there at 3.55 a.m. so therefore it basically boils down to you need to stay at the airport which is never a cheap or or fun thing time the comfort hotel was slightly cheaper at 86 pounds per person so all this is adding up guys it's all adding up it's all ticking up so it's one you're going to have to budget and make it a treat i think so the flight was 64 pounds with seat selection the transport, so you're, um, it's a bus transfer from the hope from the airport to the hotels, and then trains from in between that. So trains from Stockholm, from Gothenburg to Stockholm, the train to Kamarden and back, but you have to have the local bus on top, and also the then the airport bus back. So the transport's coming in at just over eighty pounds, just under eighty one pounds. The tickets to the theme parks are hundred and five pounds. And the hotels altogether are £301. So altogether, this adds up to £551.11. 
Yeah, skip it. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of, I was tempted by a trip it until you mentioned the airport hotel because I just knew that I'd rocket it up a little bit. Um, it might also worth you noting, I'm not sure whether it still is a thing, but ECC used to get some um, entry to like Colmarden and Groenland. Yeah, I think they were both. The, uh, the offers haven't been confirmed for 2023 as at time of recording, but historically, I mean, when did we go to Groenland? But 15 years ago, <laughs> so that, yeah. um, it, they've been for well over 10 years. They have generously been doing free tickets to both Groenland and Clamarden. Obviously, if you do get a free ticket, make sure you spend lots of money um, in the parks and stuff. Um, but there is definitely... Like look at the discounts available. That is a very generous discount, and we definitely recommend it. Coming from a a point where you've just said it's over five hundred pounds, and it's just trying to eke out those little bits that you can kind of yeah slightly. I mean that um, would that would take an extra that would take pretty much seventy quid back off the um the, the kind of trip costs there in terms of getting those free tickets. But obviously, yeah. you definitely should be spending money if you're getting it for oh, free. Absolutely. But that's the thing is, like, it just means you'd be spending, like, when when me and your Martin went to Groenland and Colmarden on our last trip, it's like, because you have got in for free, and it is such a, they're great parks, don't get me wrong, Colmarden, like, uh, we, we went for wildfire, and it's still one of my, it probably is my favourite RMC, but Groenland is such a fun little park, I, I, if, it just had so much atmosphere. It was just a tiny little space. It was great. And there was a little concert going on whilst we were there. But because we were spending the entire day there, it's like, I'm almost saying I spent over 200 quid whilst I was there just on drinks and food and like, a little bit of merch. But you do it because, you know, it's such a, a steal getting those tickets for free. And it's like, you really do make like a... I, I, I think it was the same when we went... Um, to grow one, it's like it's not that they make a fuss of you, but they're they're just generally interested in like, oh, so what? Why have you travelled here? And it's just it's just a really nice kind of atmosphere, and like everyone's really enthusiastic. Like you want to know why you're there. <laughs> but yeah, if we were to come home the day earlier, which I did consider, the flight is at seven p.m. So that means leaving Greenland very early, be leaving Greenland like. Three, four in the afternoon to get to the airport. Um, so it just doesn't work out on the timing. Again, it's the same. Clamarden's just a, this airport they're currently using is at the north of Stockholm and Clamarden is south of Stockholm. So you, it would be a stretch to kind of get from Clamarden to the airport. Um, that's why I went for the extra day. Um, when you are planning a trip to Sweden, because the hotel prices are so expensive, you want as little days as possible, really, uh, in there. So yeah, to kind of make it a bit more affordable. So I'm sorry, guys, this is quite a pricey one, but obviously if you are really looking to go this summer, start saving, that's all I can say. <laughs> also, I've got one tip of advice for Colmarden. Don't be that one person that's like, oh, I can walk up that hill and not take the escalator. Take the fucking escalator. You will thank your lucky stars come the end of the day when your legs are on fire. I just say, ah, but yeah, good park though. Yes, I think uh, unfortunately with this one, um, 
it's just it's very expensive at the moment um i don't know how you could save any more money on this it, it's kind of like you could like i say you could compromise by having your hotels that are not counselable not, not having breakfast and all these things will just start to kind of shave a little bit off the price but again it's like when you're spending this much on a trip it's like is it too much of a compromise to pay that 20 pounds to have that peace of mind to, to cancel it if things could go wrong which is why i would never um be irresponsible and put a trip out there with a price like that from my point of view because i'm advising this to people out there so i would say make sure especially the past couple of three years of shit that we've had definitely book things that are accountable so you're not going to be out of pocket if, if something does go tits up it's, it's, it's a bit disappointing that it is so expensive um but ultimately what you're getting the parks are all incredible and they're open very long hours um compared to the, the again the parks especially in the uk uh definitely opening until 10 p.m is pretty amazing so um you know <laughs> i think it's definitely think it's okay you it. matt yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it if you haven't been to sweden it's definitely um maybe again maybe put this as part of a bigger trip maybe finishing helsinki and go on to finland start in copenhagen like we're doing this time we go and do the tivoli and back and stuff there's definitely kind of other parks even like oslo we've done that trip before we went from Liseberg to oslo and did tusenfreud so that's a kind of and obviously they've got a brand new roller case this year so maybe pair it up with doing something else as well because obviously you're having to make that investment anyway you may as well go a little bit further and get a bit more at your money which is i think is why with our trip we chose to do the kind of copenhagen denmark bolton just so we were getting a bit more for our money i the way that you say that we chose to do that you just <laughs> sent us a spreadsheet we went yeah yeah we just turned up <laughs> yeah. <to you." laughs> yeah that spreadsheet had options on <laughs> you also let you all based on the options i'm having all this <laughs> it had options but we all know how those options work it's like one and two are expensive. Number three is the one that you want us to pick, and number four and five are just shit ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, dear. Any, well, any financial advice that we've given on this podcast, do not do. <laughs> no, do not. Do not go and suck off a bank manager for our own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, that was a fun one. <laughs> Well, on that super fun note of bankruptcy, <laughs> thank you all for watching. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, please help us out by dropping a like. Leave us some comments below. Sh share share the video. Spread the love. That's what we're all about. And uh, if you have your own um, theme park podcast or channel, please do come on. We obviously are clearly suffering without a guest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you just have to have one sub follower and you can come on. That's the qualifications. <laughs> Oh, guys, that's it then. Thank you very much for, for helping out, guys. I appreciate it. I love you both. You too. And remember, guys, until next time, stay safe on the way out and back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>